impression again we get all with what you put into it's like a walk of life if you're good enough go out and get it no more about it Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? And just about kept in. Oh, well done, Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run, that was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for anybody. Hello, and you're very welcome to another episode of Treaty Talk, where we will look back and indeed look forward to everything that has been going on in the world of Limerick GA in the last seven days or so. My own name, Tom Clancy, guiding you through this one, and uh, alongside me is Matt O'Callaghan of the Weekly Observer and Vale News Star, Vale News and Star Papers. Matt, uh, good evening to you. Uh, we were just saying before we started here that the fixtures are coming a little bit thinner than we are so used to uh, from what has been a, a a very very busy year. But nevertheless, some important games across different codes, different grades, uh, down for decision once again. Ah, there is, there is. Like we 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 still have two important games left in the Monster Championship: one this weekend and one next weekend. And back after that, we we we, we turn. Let's hope that they may have an All Ireland series to look forward in both. Um, but um, in the meantime, we, we, we have the little matter of the under-21 hurling championship and the under-21 football championship. I know we'll be touching on them later, Tom, but um, it's, it's nice um, uh, to see that the under-21 hurling championship has made considerable progress. And um, uh, the, the, the football championship is not as far behind as you could have anticipated um, with the amount of fixtures that that had to be played during the year, and the amount of 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 of, of clubs with dual involvement, and um, you, you, you know, and especially um, when clubs progress in the Munster Championship and progress to the concluding stages of the county championships, actually, it impact it it, it it impacts especially on under twenty one because. Under twenty one is a competition where you've in, in you know you've under seventeens, under nineteens, you have junior Bs, junior As, intermediates, seniors all playing it. So you know it's 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 a big mix. So very very hard at times to get to get the fixtures um to get them played. But thankfully, um, great progress has been made in the hurling championship, and hopefully um there'll be a lot of catching up done in the football championship this weekend and. Hopefully, going forward, there'll be very little to impede its further progress. Yeah, and hopefully we can get them all played within the calendar year, which has proved down the years proved difficult at times with with weather and everything else. But I suppose now with a lot more floodlight, floodlit pitches, and a lot more four G surfaces available, maybe that has eased it somewhat, and and we can we can get through them in time. But uh, Matt, we look back now at the week. It, the week it, it has, but 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 on that very point, Tom. Um, I, 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 I'm not so sure that, you know, if we get it finished in the calendar year, I don't know how, how people like playing in the depths of winter, which, you know, um, 
have we been accustomed to for the last couple of weeks, although there's been an improvement this week with the frost and the, the dry weather. Um, and who knows what December will bring. But, you know, I, I, I think there's a case for looking at the scheduling of this competition. Now, I, I, get, I get this thing at the beginning of the year where managers want to have their full complements of players for the, in, for the county teams and minor and under 21. I get all that, but um, I, I think that we should, we should look at one of those competitions, I think, in the beginning of the year. And if we could get a certain number of rounds played, I, I, I don't know, you know, but um, uh, I, I think there's a bit of a window of an opportunity as well, possibly during the um, during the senior hurling and senior football championship. If, if particularly if we're out of the minor and under 21s. Now I know that wouldn't have applied at all last year because we got to the All Ireland under 21 final as well as getting to the senior final. And like we'd be hoping to do the same and to get to the minor final the coming year, you know. But um, I, I, I think it's a thing that should be looked at. Um, I, I, I'm not so sure that um, starting a competition in the late days of November and um, running it through December is it's, it's, it's far from ideal. And I, I think we've got a slight whiff of the testimony to that, Tom. In, and um, it, it was drawn to my attention during the week. And if you look at the schedule of results, um, for um, particularly for the, um, especially for actually the the football championship, that there already have been an inordinate number of walkovers, and mm. some of those walkovers have taken place in in groups of three. So, like, um, this is something that, you know. I have this thing about walkovers. I, I, I don't know why um, clubs at the start of the year do not sit down and do a, for, for a forensic examination of what resources they have at their disposal for the various grades. You know, because uh, this idea that Johnny at the back of the room, like, oh, we'll put in an under-21 team, but, but Johnny will do nothing about it, you know? And um, it's 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 it's... It, it, it's left to the offers and, and sometimes pragmatism must rule, you know, where, you know, you may just not have the numbers, especially in rural clubs. The Mungret St. Paul's, the Vaughan Leans, Baddy Brown, your own Baddy Brown, Tom, and Napierce gave us problems. But now that you're out in, in the heart of County Limerick in South Limerick, you're probably getting a sense of the, the challenges that are facing rural clubs. Now, and I, I, I don't want to, you know, propagate this idea of um, a rural urban divide, but it's a fact of life. You know, there, there, there are some clubs in this county and um, and rather than criticise them, I give them a pat in the back. Um, they're getting bigger and stronger every year, you know, and it's because of their accessibility to numbers and because, above all, they have created the environment where people want to play holding and football. Now, your, your, your clubs and, you, you know, what would worry me going going forward would be like there, there are an awful lot of clubs that, you know, are, are actually facing amalgamation situation. And it's not great for the game. I remember when I was secretary of the, the, the South Board. 
and that was back as a secretary from 1976 to 1986. And it was always there on, on, on Easter Sunday was minor hurling championship day. Now it was running a knockout. But in those days, we had 14 teams in the South, 14 clubs putting out viable minor teams, minor hurling teams. You know, that has been whittled away now to what? Five or six? Yeah. Like you, you Brody in Castletown, Barry Grant under the umbrella of Killacolla Gales, Stakers and, and um, um, Effen under the um, umbrella of Coshley Gales. You have Nakane in Hospital Halberstown under the guise of Canuck, Canuck Gales and all that, all that sort of thing. You know, but um, like it, it, it's demography, Tom, you know, like where the numbers are and where the work is being put in they're getting the results and they're getting bigger and they're getting stronger all the time. Yeah, it's a, certainly a, a big change in, in the numbers of teams. And I've seen it in, in other sports, Matt, as you know, I follow lots of sports and certainly in, you know, and even in West Limerick, you were mentioning South Limerick there. In West Limerick, I've seen the numbers of teams in, in soccer, which obviously, you know, I'm very much affiliated to the number of teams dwindle at under 18 level, adult level, and even underage level in some areas, other areas have prospered, but it's it's certainly the case in, in GA as well, where teams have, you know, clubs have struggled to survive and maybe, you know, their, their numbers fluctuate. But, you know, it's it's maybe, maybe a conversation for another day. But in fairness, we must, you mentioned Pat in the back, but any club that, you know, does it, pulls up all the stops. You, I remember you've waxed lyrical about Galtie Gales. Uh, was it a 21s team with only 17 players? won a county title or is it 16 players maybe I was slightly wrong there 16 players actually 16 players that won a county title and that'll tell you the effort put in because you know they can't transfer in players they have to work with what they have and they obviously developed a culture that ultimately saw them promoted to senior and you know win an intermediate title off the back of such successes and they're the clubs that maybe may not have the the, the senior joy you know they might never never win a father casey cup or a daily cup or whatever it may be but I tell you, there's no shortage of love for the game in those areas. And when you see when you see that effort to win a maybe it was an under twenty one A or B title, you know, tremendous for just sixteen players. And uh, you're, you're absolutely right, Tom. At, at, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's a numbers game, you know. Yeah. But there is no use in having access to numbers if you do not create the environment and work on it. Yeah. Like, and if we see the clubs that are successful, everybody is saying that Mungret are cleaning the, the cleaning the boards this year. Yeah. And fair play to them. The amount of work that they have put in over the last five or six years, Tom, is simply phenomenal. And you've been living down, you've been living down beside them and you know what's going on in there. And I, I have seen it in what in what I get in from them weekly. The amount of activity, and they have embraced the one club um they have a concept as well. You know that, yeah. that 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 you're holding football, ladies football, and camogie all under the one umbrella. Yeah, and there are more than others. You see them, you see them progressing on all fronts because they have the model there. Yeah, but like the Pearson have been doing this, like Billy Brown are doing it. Your own club, own Lean mm -hmm. are doing it. You look yeah. at the big clubs, the big clubs, and that you know that that to a degree saddens me as well because. If you look at the other side of the coin, flip the coin in, and you, you see that uh, some of that success may be at the expense, ex expense of clubs like Lahan, you know, 
Like it's not too very long ago, certainly in my lifetime, Clahan completed a county singer hurling and football double. I think it was around 1986. That's not a million years ago, you know? And we see the situation that they're in now, which is sad. Like they've gone down to intermediate um, football for next year and they're playing junior A hurling. It's a far cry from, from the heady days of Clahan. Yeah. Like, but first of all, the thinking has to start within the clubs. And after that, it has to stop that the, continue at the different levels, the divisional board levels and the county board levels. And perish the thought of going up to Croke Park with any suggestion. Yeah. I have given up on that a long, long time ago because, you know, you, you, you come up with a very sensible motion and you get it as far as Croke Park and there's an August unelected body up there, vet it and say it out. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, we may resume this on a, on a further topic, but we must maybe look now at, at the games that were in, in the last week. And Matt, obviously, a truncated uh, schedule in terms of what we're, as I said, we're used to. But uh, mixed fortunes in the Munster Championship. Uh, Munger St. Paul's go down to Waterford, a 10-point victory over Rowan Moore. Uh, a side that had played at this grade as well last year. You know, very impressive. Munger, obviously, no no experience really. A couple of their lads would have played hurling uh, in an intermediate championship a few years ago, but, you know, very little experience at this grade, the whole novelty of it all. But they seem to be very, very comfortable victors, only conceding two points away to Waterford, the Waterford team in, in Walsh Park. When, you know, that's, that's a tremendous result. And obviously now we have a, another day out to look forward to. Yeah, they, they had a previous excursion into Munster Championship action in, in 2004 when they suffered a very heavy defeat to Waterford side, also, also Galtier. But um, there was no doubt about it this time, Tom. Like, nobody could argue that, that, that the better team won, you know. And I, I think the only argument that could be, um, did... did um, did the final scoreboard or the final scoreline fully reflect reflect how Mungret played and the level of dominance that they enjoyed during the game? Now, they, they, they did have a couple of escapes at, at goal in that um, uh, Ronan McGilligot, um, who didn't play in the county final, and as you mentioned last week, um, is, is a Sigerson Cup player with UL. And um, he, he he made two fantastic saves, both from Eddie Nolan. Um, one of them was after about three or four minutes. Nolan went in along the left. And, oh, he, he sent a powerful drive in. But somehow Ronan McGilligan got his, got his hand to it and touched it out wide. And um, he just on the call of halftime, Nolan had another chance, uh, another goal chance, but he was denied. But apart from that, um, what, what Ron Moore created... Or to be more precise, what Ron Moore were allowed to create was absolutely minimal. And you must you must um you must remember that um Mungret St. Paul's were without John Hutton. He's their captain, he's an yeah. inspirational figure, and uh, sure. he was sure. on his only more we wish John and his good wife the best of luck for the future, but he was absent. But like you, you'd hardly notice his absence because it, it was we saw what they were able to do in the county final, Tom. And it it was more or less business as usual. 
you yeah. know, like in fairness, nobody has come near apart from Rakeel. Um, nobody has come near derailing him in Limerick this year. And like Ron Moore and Fairness were miles away from derailing him. Like yeah. uh, they were after a three-week break. Um, uh, Ron Moore were in a very good position going into the game. Apart from having home venue, their confidence must have been high. They won the junior championship. Uh, sorry, they won the intermediate championship last year. They were beaten by Napierschik, fine, but this year they went on. And they won the Premier, the newly formed Premier Intermediate Championship in Waterford, which takes which takes a bit of doing. You go up a step and you win and you go up another step. So they're going up seeing it for the first time, I think. So, like, um, it, it, it was anything but a pushover, but Mungret made it look like that. Now, obviously, they'll be facing a very strong Kilnamatra side in the in the in the provincial final, and on, on um, it is either Saturday or Sunday week, I think. Tom, I, I haven't seen a, an official fixture for it yet. Uh, but Kilnamatra will be a very very strong side because they 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 have already beaten the Kerry champions. Hmm. But um, you know um, that again is another thing. Ron Moore had the advantage of a quarter final win. In the, uh, over Grange Mockler this year, but but Mungret just pushed they just pushed them aside. I I thought it was a very competent performance by 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 Mungret. but you know I'm not living in a fool's paradise. It 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 it, it will have to be so much so much better if they're to top of Kilnamatra. But for now, they're in the final, you know, and there's only one way you can win the final by getting to it first. You know, yeah. So, uh, I, I again say congratulations to Mungret. It 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 was a very very creditable performance. You know, on 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 a weekend, you know that wasn't great for Limerick football. And um, I know you're anxious to talk about it now. The Phoenix media game the, the the day before, where we saw you know a huge disparity in 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 the standards between, I would say the haves and the have-nots, but. For now, for Mungret, well done. Look forward to 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 the to the Munster final and can give it a right crack. Yeah, and and just the final point on that, telling that obviously you only can see two points over the hour in Walsh Park, and Walsh Park surface looked incredible. There's no excuses there from Rowan Moore. You only can see two points. Rowan Moore had scored three ten against Grange Mackler in the quarterfinals. That's right. So. That'll tell you their scoring prowess that they have at their disposal. Eddie Nolan, you mentioned the former Irish soccer international. Obviously, a very fit man, very capable that's man. Right, that's right. It's a former soccer player. It's it's not it's not like you know it's not like this was a walkover from Unger. They they made it look as such because of their their down. And uh, the one about seeing a hurling goalkeeper was playing at centre forward, Billy Nolan. Yeah. So Ron Moore were and obviously you mentioned the background of them winning two county titles in a row. So you know they didn't they didn't get her by accident either. Like you know, uh, but to, to mention the junior, I was on commentary duty for Munster GA TV on on Saturday. Look, Fianna Kilmeady, their season obviously won't be defined by this, but 4-16 to two points against Kilmurray of Cork. This is the Kilmurray side who contested the final with Fossa last year, were comfortably beaten in that Munster decider, but obviously have the experience of winning a quarterfinal this year, semi-final last year, semi-final this year obviously now as well. You mentioned the haves and have-nots. I think from, Matt, I think you watched the game as well uh, on the stream from... A long way out. This was obvious that 
being that we're out of their depth and look we won't sugarcoat it they're they're, they're men they're you know they're a proud club they won't want us to say that they deserve more from the game they didn't they were very poor Murray were I thought very impressive but Fina you know the game looked over very early on they were they struggled from the first whistle really didn't they um my position on it Tom um you know the, you're right there's no sugar coating it they were well beaten but you, you know I, I I went to Ennis the previous Saturday to see him playing banner in the hurling um quarter semi-final and we you know we, we were worrying wondering you know what would be the response from Fina um you know they lost the county final the hurling final in the most dramatic of circumstances to lose on a penalty shootout and you know they lost the football by three points uh, it was a question of being so near but yet so far but they got over that hump in the hurling final and like it put them into the Munster, Munster final, which they, they richly deserved by their performance on the day. Um, but, you know, then they had the football game, you know, and you'd basically many of the same players involved, you know, and it was a difficult juggling exercise. Now, John O'Gorman didn't play. We flagged that last week. You know, you, you, you the hurling final to look forward to, if you were pragmatic, you were going to say you were not going to win the football championship anyway. So what did you do? You know, could you risk the players getting injured? And as it happened, Brian Hannigan went off with an injury. Yeah, hamstring issue, but it looks like it. Yeah. yeah, and you you know you 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 just wish that you know you just hope that that Brian will have recovered for Saturday. You know, and they had all those sort of problems, and and. But, but for me, Tom, um, this, this, this whole episode, you know, raises an awful lot of questions for me, you know, about the value of the competition as it is presently structured. Because you had a situation whereby FINA lost the semi-final by 26 points. And while all that was happening, Kilimer were losing... The other semi-final to list all limits by twenty-four points. Almost identical scorelines in in a way, yeah. Yeah, crazy. And you must remember that these are semi-finals. So mm -hmm. how this sort of inequity in this competition and Tom, it just doesn't apply to this year. No. If you well, go I, back over the records, they are hugely I, lopsided. First of all, I mean, a team sixteen times sixteen. Time, I'll six, sixteen times Kerry have won it, and three times Cork. I, that's off the top of my head now. That's, that's the that's the point. No, no, no club outside of Kerry and Cork have won it. Yeah, and even then, you for know, Kerry to have won it sixteen times, will tell you that even Cork are struggling in this grade to to a degree. You know, they're they're, they're struggling. Ab, ab, absolutely, I know it is being attributed to different. Um, different um you know formats for the championships in various counties because you 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 must remember that um fina uh, they, they didn't win the limerick championship but that hadn't anything to do with it as such they were the 25th best team in the county or yeah. 26th best team 26th i would say sorry yeah. i'm sorry they were the top um yeah they were they were the 25th or 26th yeah. best team in the county. So, you, 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 you'll have carry teams coming up and they'll be 16th or 17th best. Yeah, uh, it would be the 17th you know, best team. Yeah. There's no limits to be the 17th best club team in Kerry, which, you know. 
who's the 17th yeah. best team in Limerick is probably someone mid-table and intermediate, you know? Yeah, like, but, uh, you know, I... If you look at Camogie, if you look at Camogie, whereby they have the senior um, the senior county champions from all the counties involved, and um, but after that, um, the intermediate winners play in the junior provincial championship. Yeah. Now that wouldn't apply if that wouldn't apply to Limerick and Hurling, but it should apply, I think, to the weaker counties in football. Yeah. Well, Kerry, if you look at the hurling scenario, Kerry's champions in her senior hurling champions continue to play in the intermediate grade. Intermediate. Despite having won it, uh, was it 2021 or 22? Uh, Kevin yeah. Bush won it. They won the intermediate, but they still play at intermediate when, if the same logic for football is applied, the Kerry senior hurling champions should be playing against Nipirsi, Valley Gunner, etc., uh, etc. Et but they're not. So they're given a disparity, whereas... You know, it's been ten years since any Limerick team made any bit of an impact, in my opinion, on the Limerick on the Munster Junior Championship. It's been about best part of ten years since we had a finalist, I think, isn't it? Twenty thirteen or so. You know, and it doesn't look like the gap is widening, and it's not just because of this result. In the Hurling Championship. No, sorry, in the, in the, in the, last year. You know, the Munster Junior Football Championship. It's been about a decade since we, we had, and, and that was the other point that I was going to come at Tom when I said that to you. Look, look back on, on, on historical results and see how the disparity that has been. And when, when the randomness of the draw throws up Kerry and Cork on, on the one side, the you have time, seen yeah. that the team that has got from the weaker counties that has got to the final has been hockeyed. Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, mm. yeah, I recall crew so, losing to Mullen and then um, like, the point final, I think, against the Kerry team. Yeah, these sorts of things. Mm. You know, there's a solution there, Tom, and the solution is as as you pointed out with Kerry teams stepping down a level. I'm not asking for Limerick senior footballers to come down to 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 um, intermediate football, but I I I I think we've got to be realistic about it. And like, when you think about it, Tom, and we have discussed this here in this medium, and maybe with Jack before you, um, the Intermediate Football Championship this year, for the second year, saw a team pulling out and saw two or three walkovers. Yeah. You know, I, look, I don't get it. And, and I, I think the facility is there and is there for doing something about it. Because last Saturday, in my opinion, in in Clodove and Quilty was a pure waste of time. And doing something, doing nothing about it is not an option. Hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, the, the Kerry scenario and not to have a go at Kerry, they their structures that they like, but, you know, having the, the 17 best team in Kerry against the 26 best team in Limerick, when Limerick are already, you know, behind the, behind the eight ball as it were, you know, if they did face off, it just doesn't work, you know. Um, whether it would be, there has to be something found there because to, for the championship to have only been won by two counties out of six uh, in 20 installments or 19 installments, you know, you would think that the law of averages would suggest Waterford would win at once or Limerick would win at once or Tip might win at once, but they haven't even come close. There's been there's a few close shaves at Limerick clubs, maybe, 29, 2009, 2010, 11, there was a couple of finalists there, in fairness to them, Capamore and the likes, and, and uh, you know, Brewery, I think, were in finals, but, you know, 
now there seems to be man and they all feel yeah. the same way and you know they, yeah. I, I i saw most of those finals and they put up you know they, you know you went to mallow they were basically all played in mallow nearly and um yeah. it, it was like lambs to the slaughter and they put up a spirited performance but you know the gap was glaringly obvious you know so yeah. ah look i i i, I don't know but it's 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 an issue it's an issue tom that needs to be addressed yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and well, I suppose I don't think Fina will will be overly worried about being knocked out of that one. They've 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 definitely be targeting a go at St Catherine's, which will come on to a minute in the junior hurling decider. But um, I suppose they, it's probably a fixture they didn't want in the grand scheme of things, especially having that won the, the county championship. But Matt uh, Camogie, there was there was heartbreak in the Munster Junior Camogie. This is the Limerick Intermediate Champions. It's kind of. Uh, a little bit along what we're getting on. Uh, Monoline beat it after extra time on, I think, was it Saturday afternoon by just a point? Heartbreaking stuff. It sounded like a, a real humdinger of a game. Obviously, it was on the same time as the Fiend again, same. but it wasn't there. But it sounded like a great game. And unfortunately, it came out the wrong side. It's, 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 the, second, it's the second week in a row that the Limerick champions have gone out by a single point. And we, we, we discussed at length about Newcastle West last week. And indulge me, Tom, I will come back to Newcastle West just a bit later. Um, but commiserations to Mona Lee, and it was a fantastic performance. And at one stage, Tom, there were two goals down. And but, but fought back. And you must remember, Tom, it was 18 scores to 11 in favour of mm -hmm. Mona Lee, and they lost the Camogie match by a point. You know, so like it was 14 points. Wasn't that the, the final score? Yeah, I just meant to put it up here. I'm pretty sure you're right there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so like, and um, I, 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 I said it last week, and I, I, I said with a certain amount of confidence that I thought Monoline were capable of doing it. Um, now, you know, I'm not happy to be wrong, but um, I, I, I feel vindicated to a city that they came so close as i said i i during the the um i saw him in the limerick championship and i was hugely impressed with him and particularly the, the, the way that they played in the final and the way that they dug it out and um look look looking at the composition of that team and um you know the the age profile of that team i'm really looking forward to him playing at senior camogie next year because um yeah. You know, I the wind is a bit to their back now. There's no doubt about that. But they certainly would have done with the boost of winning a monster championship. You know, and hmm. they were very, very, very unlucky. You know, but well done to them. You know, they got to the final. Great performance in the final. But look, we need to be getting over the line. Limerick Camogie needs us to get over the line. Now, I, I said I'd, I'd allude back to the previous week and just to note, that Sarsfields of Cork have since been crowned Munster champions. They beat Drum and Inch by four points in the final. But when I was speaking about the the, 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 the the challenges that were facing Newcastle West in the game last week, I inadvertently I got sidetracked, not by you, but, 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 by, but, but by myself. Um, uh, talking through my hat, maybe I'm thinking through my hat, but um, <laughs> like to win by a point, 
for the whole game, Tom, they were without Debbie Murphy. I didn't mention it last week. Yeah. The, like the, Debbie there. Murphy. You know, like the, the performance that she put on during the championship, and in particular in the county final, you know, she was an enormous loss. An enormous loss. You know, and, you know, and I inadvertently didn't mention that fact last week, so I want to correct I want to correct the record, as it were. Yeah. Um, because, you know, she, she's a player I have the utmost respect. And, and the telepathy and, and the combination that's between herself and Cameron O'Leary in yeah, the middle in, in top there. Yeah, in You know, yeah. absolutely. It, 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 it's fantastic. So, I'm just, you know, she, she's not an ordinary player. She's an All-Ireland minor medal winner nine years ago. Yeah, intermediate you know, as well. Sure, she was knocking around there as well. Intermediate as well. As well. Yeah. You know, so um, I, I, I just had to put that record straight like that, 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 that um, you know, in case anybody said that we didn't note the fact that Cardinal Lear, or, um, that um, Debbie Murphy Debbie was Murphy. missing. She was. It was, yeah. a hu- was a huge loss. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully she'll be, she'll be fit and ready now for, for 2024. And we'll see as the weeks go on what Joe Quaid will do with his uh, senior Camogie panel. And he'll be surely hit a good look at Mona Lean as well at last weekend to see what he could pick up. Matt will flip now to hurling and uh, we're just a couple of hours after a couple of hearty cup games. Uh, Limerick already with Arts Reach safely into the quarterfinals so they're waiting the draw to see who they'll face. Uh, they'll be joined by John the Baptist of course in hospital with a very good win over Our Ladies Temple Moor but unfortunately Castle Troy uh, met their end in the competition with uh, against one of the, the, the powerhouses historically anyway of St. Flannan's uh, that game in Milik. But great to see, you know, obviously Arsenal Reach have been the, the trendsetters in this for Limerick Hurling for 14, 15 years now. But they're joined in the last eight by by uh, Hospital, who are back to the great. So a fine win for them. Uh, a game played on AstroTurf being um, feathered, wasn't it? And uh, a good win over Templemore. So congratulations to Hospital and on they go. Oh, yeah, ab- ab- absolute congratulations. And I, I haven't seen their games this year, unfortunately, because at one o'clock on Wednesday doesn't suit me. As I cannot make the deadline for the paper with the with, with the um with, with the match report. Um but um you know I, I was speaking to connections of hospital of um of John the Baptist early in the year and they're waxing lyrical about the potential of this team. And like they they they've they've they've, they've been proved right. Like um they beat Castle Try in the first round, drew at Carrick and Shore in the second round, and now they've taken a scalp. Because you must remember that our ladies Temple Moor have been there or thereabouts in recent years, Tom. Yeah. And this 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 is a scalp. And and um, congratulations to them. Now they have a number of players and um, mm. that people will be familiar with them um, um that have, have played Limerick Minor, like you know, um the, the, the like of Sean Casey on Meany from Broughview, Flanagan, Gareth Balan, Michael Leo from Knockaney, you know, and um like this is their first year back, and um, was it the semi final that were beaten a couple of years ago um, by Torlas CBS after a, after a replay in in, in Dundrum? Um, so, like they, they they look to be a very very strong team. I, I I hope to get no matter what happens, get to see them in the quarter final, and um, I I don't think they have anything to worry about as, as to who they'll play, face in the quarter final, but. You're at the stage of the competition now, Tom, 
like where you have to beat what's put in front of you, no matter what it is. Like, you know, a lot of the seeding has been done at this stage. And like there, there are very, very few poor teams left. That yeah, that's the, the reality of it. My and understanding like is you're rubbing you're rubbing shoulders now with the big boys if yeah. if you're to have ambition. And um I I, I would be pretty confident that, that John the Baptist will be that they'll roll over from nobody, Tom. They 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 they, they would they will be quite formidable, whoever they're drawn against. Now yeah. also, of course, um St. Flannan's beat they they beat um our school in the first round this year, didn't they? So yes. like you you, 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 um, you, Castle Troy were facing a very difficult challenge because, as as you rightly said there in your in, in your introductory remarks, you're talking about one of the powerhouses of Harty Cup hurling. So, um, uh, hard look on on Castle Troy, but we we, we should note uh, we should note a very significant result with Limerick connections, and that was the victory of Charleville CBS. Over um, Cashel Community School, you must yeah. remember that 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 um, Cashel Community School are the holders, were the champions, and they have yeah. been dethroned today. Charleville beat beat them by a point in Bansha. Now the Limerick connection is that there's um, a lad Tobin from Brewery and a lad Horgan from Granabalangari. They started in today's game in in, in Bansha. Now. Um, it, it, it is less Limerick connection than usual, I, I would say, because um, I have seen, and you must remember that uh, David Reedy, um, uh, our Limerick senior hurler, led, led um, Charleville CBS to the Hartley Cup final, playing at centre half back. Paddy O'Loughlin, an All Ireland medal with, with Limerick in recent years, he, he was a Charleville CBS man. But but we, they're, they're very, very often there are four or five or maybe sometimes six players from Limerick on the Charleville CBS team. But that that, that is um, that at this stage today, as we speak, there was only two. Uh, the lad Tobin from Brewery and um, uh, um, Horgan from, from Granabalangari. Yeah, but good, yeah, good to see a couple more Limerick men. And I suppose we want to see... There's many young stars from Limerick involved in this Premier competition. So great to see that as well as obviously Dune, who bowed out in the group, you know, obviously would have learned they were very unlucky in a lot of ways, would have missed out narrowly. But yeah, we could with Matt, we could well, have Tommy, a, it's, a, it's 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 such a change. It's such a change. I remember back about 20 years ago, you know. I don't think we had any team in the Hartley Cup once CBS went out of it. Now we've yeah. Skull, we've Dune, we have um uh, Kilmalak. Kilmallock got to a semi-final. Um, yeah. We have um, John the Baptist, yeah. you know, Castle Troy, like with, with four teams in, in, in the Harty Cup this year, which, which which is very good for our county. And just um, a, a last 16 game, uh, Palace, Kennery, uh, Palace Kennery won today. They won their last 16 game. I can't remember who they beat. But they're into, uh, they're into the last eight now. And... Um, they will be hoping to go one better than they did last year, when they got to the, the when they got to the Monster C final, only to be beaten and come up short against them, um, against um, Mitchellstown CBS in Kilmallock. And yeah. um, now we didn't we didn't um, you know um, the year didn't end last year without silverware in in colleges because Kalashnikov Trochra 
won the All Ireland D Championship. Lost in the Thoker in 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 Ratkeel. So you can see right down to grade. You have the like of Kalashi Yosef, Kilmalak, Skull, Paul, Kilfinnan. They're all competing very, very satisfactory down through the grades, which is a dramatic change from about 20 years ago. Absolutely. And thank God you got into Palace Kennedy mentioned as uh, someone who attended there for six years, that it might have uh, might have been a trouble. But uh, a victory today for them uh, Wednesday afternoon, 124 to 120 over Dungarvan. So into the, uh, the last eight, the quarterfinals, obviously, of the the under-19C competition. So congratulations to them. And uh, we'll see in the new year. It'll be the new year before we have another round of hurling, I believe. Uh, we could have a, an all-Limerick quarterfinal in the Harty Cup. That'd be that'd be something to behold. So we'll wait and see on the draw. I'm sure that'll be done in the next uh, next couple of weeks. And we'll we'll know the pairings for, I think it's the 10th of January, those quarterfinals are penciled in for. Um, Matt, there was news as well of uh, oh, yeah, the change. Give, when give, I... give students and teams the opportunity to mull on their opponents over the Christmas turkey, you know, it would be. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, yeah, and try and do their research. And they've, they've gone very professional in how they prep these teams, especially at hearty level. So we should see what comes of it. But Matt, there was an addition, I was going to say a change, but in two additions to the Limerick backroom team announced uh, this week um John Flavin uh Mona Gayman uh in as a selector and Joe O'Connor returns this time as the high performance coach and when his name was thrown in there someone said to me oh is Cabra O'Quailan the strength and conditioning coach gone uh Limerick JF confirmed to me that uh he's not he's still still in situ it's just that he's strength and conditioning and Joe O'Connor is high performance so Two men that know the scene, they know the Limerick men as well, they, they, they know what it takes to, to be involved in All-Ireland winning teams in both cases. So, welcome addition to John Kiley's backroom team and, you know, there'll be no stone left unturned in the drive for five. No, no, and um, it's it's written as the backroom team. Um, uh, John, John Flavin is one of the greatest of Limerick hurling. He has been involved with John Kiley before in 2015 and I think they played, they were teammates in, in the Limerick teams of the 90s. And John, John Flavin has a um, very, very popular figure in the GA family in Limerick and has, has given a lot of, um, you know, a lot of time, you know, to the GA. And now Joe O'Connor comes in with pedigree as well and a very strong pedigree in that, you know, he was involved with the 2018 All-Ireland winning team. Mm. Oh. That, that, that there will be no getting to know you. It will be a renewal of old acquaintances with both men because um, Joe O'Connor would have dealt with most of these players in 2018, whilst John Flavin would have dealt with most of them when Limerick won the All-Ireland under 21 in 2015. So, you know, congrats to both men on, on, on their appointments and we wish them the very, very best to look on the drive for five. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be there every step of the way. And Matt, as well, just the, the touch, there's been, I suppose, rumblings and rumours and the usual at this time of year of who's in and who's out of the panel. Now, we won't speculate with names because it would be unfair to do so, especially given that it's normally younger players. But this model that Limerick have, and I call it a model, because they will replenish the extended panel this year, no doubt. There'll be two or three faces that maybe have served their time and maybe, you know, it's the end of the road for now at least. And there'll probably be three or four new faces on. You know, John Kiley, they like to do that. They like to keep the back, the, the extended team fresh. And 
you know, that's that's that has augured well, obviously, over the last five or six seasons. We saw it last year with the likes of Donico Dolly coming in off the back of a, a good club campaign, obviously, Limerick 20 that in 2022 as well. So we will wait with bated breath to see who's in, but it's 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 always that exciting time of year to see, you know, who has put their hand up around the club scene and who who the likes of John, who John Kelly is looking at, you know. So we'll see in time who's coming in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we we'd all have our we'd all have people that we'd like to see coming in, you know, and um, um like we're not going to speculate here. Um yeah. you know, I I I I have um found that trying to second guess John Kiley has his very, very boggy ground in the past. So <laughs> I'm not going to start now. Yeah, but it, it is good anyway to see obviously we'll be good to see new faces in and if any of them can make an impact, especially in the league. Uh, it will augur well and look they've not stood still over the last six seasons they've um they've kept things moving so we'll see maybe in the the monster competition it's confirmed to me as well this week that the six counties have entered both the mcgrath cup and the monster senior hurling league so formats of that to be to be determined in the new year so if anyone was waiting to see when will limerick by lining out i'm sure it'll be early to mid-january we'll see both limerick teams and hurling and football in those respective competitions and that'll be time to cast our eye over the panel and see see who's in and who's out um Matt, back to domestic matters well, under I, 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 I would suspect that the format for the McGrath Cup and the, the Munster Cena Holland Cup will be the same as last year with two threes. I, I, I thought that worked very, very well. Mm. Now, it's all right, Limerick got beaten by Cork in the first round. Cork beat Kerry, so it was a rubber when Limerick went to Tralee to play Kerry. But nevertheless, it was a very, very useful exercise. Yeah. Um, John Kyle used it to run the rule over... Um, um, over a lot of players, so I wouldn't be reading too much into it. We were beaten in the, in the, the Munster Senior Hurling Cup, um, but we are League and All Ireland champions, so I'll take that. Uh, Munster champions as well, Matt. Just to, just to remind you of that fact as well. Uh, they won everything basically, bar that competition last year. So uh, we're happy enough at the end of the year with how things have finished. Uh, Matt, under 21s, now when we're speaking, there's games ongoing, there's grades being decided in terms of who's in and who's out of groups, so we're not uh, in a position maybe to speculate over who might be in the shake-up, but we're down to the business end now, you touched on it at the start, we're down towards the business end of the hurling championship, the football, I think nearly every team will have had a fixture in some shape or form, so shaping up nicely, and the, the 21s Premier in particular, by this time next week, we'll probably know our finalists, so uh, it, it has always been yeah, in my that, opinion. That, yeah, Tom. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, happy to see the competition at the level that is at, and um, um, you know, at the stage is at, should I say? Um, because I, I, I do remember attending a county final in the snow in Brough one day. So, um, um, you, you, you wouldn't like to see that again. But, um, you're right. If the program is set out at the moment, and program that has been published in the under twenty one hurling championship, we will know the three, uh, the the the, the composition com composition of the three finals, Premier A and B, when we speak this day week, next Wednesday, because as it is at the moment. As we speak, Glenru and Koshley Gales are playing in one semi-final of the A Championship. Maru Bohar are down to play A another in the other semi-final tomorrow evening. I thought A and others were only in team lineouts, but they're, they're 
obviously appearing elsewhere now, but um, it, it, it looks as if the 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 um, you know the we, we will know the finalists now. Both semi-finals in the B Championship are down at two o'clock on on Saturday. Both of them are down at two o'clock. One of them is in Capamore, and and one of them is in McNeville Park. Yeah, both I, at two actually, o'clock. Yeah. Now. Yeah, as, as we speak, Mona Lane and Napiercing are through to the semi-finals of the Premier Championship. But there, there are a couple of places to be filled. And there are a couple of very, very important games to, to be to decide who will fill those positions. Your own club, Barry Brown, are due to play a hand tonight. That will go somewhere towards deciding it. But it will not be finally decided until the meeting of Mungret St. Paul's and Dune in Kilmallock on Saturday at 2 o'clock, which yeah. is a huge game. Now, as I said, Monlean and, and Napierce got through. It's a three-way battle um, for, for the other two places between Bally Brown, Dune, and Mungret St. Paul's. And being the great mathematician that you are, Tom, you yours. gave me the permutations before... Uh, before before we came on air, so would you like to repeat them for the listenership? Uh, yeah, yeah. So this is all based, of course. This the, the group involving Munger, Bally Brown, Dune, and uh, you also have a hand in there as well. Uh, a hand are already out, but if Bally Brown beat a hand, that will put them onto I think it's three wins and one one defeat, and then that will leave the Mungers and Dune the game to decide the top two. So Mungers have beaten Bally Brown by three points. Bally Brown have beaten Dune by three points. So it's this new scoring system, if I can call it that, where if three teams are level and the same number of uh, points in the group, i.e. from wins, uh, which they all would be if uh, Dune won, if Dune beat Mungers, so if you're still with me. So if Dune beat Mungers, they'll all be on the same amount of wins. And they'll all have beaten each other effectively. So then it'll come down to the scoring difference between the three. Now at the moment, Munger plus three points, Valley Brown zero and Dune minus three. But as I said, this will involve Dune beating Mungers so there will minus three will be improved. Mungert's minus or plus three will be uh, diminished, and Bally Brown zero will stay zero. So if Doom win by four, themselves and Bally Brown will go through. Uh, if Doom win only by one or two, they will miss out. Uh, they will miss out, and Bally Brown and Mungert will go through. Uh, and if uh, if Doom win by three points exactly, well. I don't know. You could throw your hat at it, Matt. I'm not sure what the scenario is. Is, is there maybe amount scored in the group overall or something like that? But that's a, a, a scenario for the, another day. But it, it's interesting nonetheless. You know, uh, Bally Brown, even though they're not actually ahead of Munger at the moment, they're in a good position. Uh, presuming they beat a hand, they're, in a, they're actually in a, an okay position because you know if Munger win, they'll carry Bally Brown with them. If uh, if Doom win convincingly by six or seven points, whatever it will be. Bally Brown will go with them as well. So be interesting to see what way that develops. Bally Brown, of course, defending champions. Munger beaten in last year's decider. And Dune obviously have Adam English, Donald Coughlin, uh, Tomas Lynch, you know, in their panel. Like so they've have some they've some strong, strong players as well. Like so it's three three strong teams going for two places. So two into three, it doesn't go, as we know. <laughs> no, 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 no. But it, it all adds up to a fantastic competition, you know, a fantastic concluding stages to the competition. And as I said at the outset, and I repeat it again, like that, the great pity about it is, is like, you know, it's been played under lights and it's been played in the depth of winter, you know, and, you know, I, I think it deserves to be a bigger stage, but 
Um, I, I don't know what the answer is, you know, with this split season and all that sort of stuff. I, 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 I just don't know. No, and I think yeah, it's very, it's easy to say we should move it, but then you, you mentioned at the start, uh, you know, you like, I know obviously from looking at Bally Brown, they have players that would have played junior B, they have players that would have played senior, they have players that would play under 17, under 19, and they're all feeding into this one team. And they obviously had two players on the Limerick panel, namely Colin Coughlin and, and Aidan O'Connor. So if that's replicated in Mungers, which invariably it would be with under 20 and under 17 Limerick players, it's replicated in the Pearshig, it's replicated in, you know, every club basically, Dune and, and et cetera. So it's very difficult to find, uh, I think, a, a solution to it. But nevertheless, it, it's it's the last grade you play with your mates, you're guaranteed to play with all your friends that you went to school with, you know. It's a, it's a grade where sometimes brothers might only line out together for the first time or the only time, you know, because one of them might be a standout senior and one may not be to that level at this point. So it might be the only opportunity. So there's there's merit in keeping this grade. Now, I think it's going back to under 20 next year as well in Limerick, Matt, isn't it? A, a, a club, as far as I'm aware. So that'll, that will change the dynamic of it slightly. But yeah look we'll, we'll we'll see what comes of it how it finishes up this year and it'll be reviewed i'm sure into 2024 as to where it's placed in the calendar should belong you know it's a debate for another day tom but um minor under 18 and under 21 served us very very well for decades upon decades yeah absolutely yeah and you'd see you know, some of the, and, um, the county line now as well all, all the spurious arguments and fictitious arguments that i've seen um, you know about burnout and all this sort of thing, and um, I, I get all this thing about burnout. But you know, um, uh, talking about burnout at one side of your mouth and talking at uh, at the other side about making, for instance, the the the, the monster under twenty one hurling and monster minor hurling championship full round robins. You know, to mm. me, it just um, it, it may it, it makes makes it a great spectator sport, but there's a contradiction there, Tom. I I think anyway. Yeah, there is, there is. Now, there's one game we haven't looked to just yet, but we, we may well do so now, and that's the the uh, AIB Munster Club Junior Hurling Championship Final. We mentioned Fina Kilmeady, disappointment last weekend, but I'm sure they'll shake that off. St. Catherine's of Cork uh, will be the opposition on Saturday, December 2nd. That's this Saturday coming. 1.30pm throw-in in Mallow. Uh, Matt, the both teams probably equidistance to here. Good venue is Mallow for these finals, and I'm sure Fina will bring a big support with them. They've obviously had two final heartbreaks already. Um, is it time? Is it third time lucky for them in a in a monster decider? Well, I, I I hope so. Um, you know, and you speak about their support and um, like the amount of support that they brought to Innes was admirable. They brought huge support to Innes for the for the the, the semi final and um, um, you you full credit to their supporters because. They had been through, put through the ringer of heartbreak, you know, in in the two county finals. But they turned out in huge numbers, and um, it was great to meet with a lot of them and the positivity that they had, despite what they had been through. And um, the players rose to the occasion and 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 they, they delivered the performance that they were looking for, and delivered, in my view, um, given the circumstances that you know coming into the into the semi final. Um, a very, very impressive performance. Um, before we go any further, I, you know, I'd be small bit worried about uh, the fact that John O'Gorman left the field um, 
in the semi-final after taking a knock and um, didn't feature in the football, but that that I quite understand. Um, even if he were fit, I, I, I don't know, would they have risked him? And the injury to Brian Hannigan. Um, these are two of the most experienced players and they're two key. Brian Hannigan is the team centre-back and um, John O'Gorman is a very, very good uh, wing forward farming forming a very, very potent half-forward line with Dermot Coleman and Morris Fitzgibbon. And, um, you know, uh, our sincere wishes and are, are that the two lads will be fit for Fina and that Mark Keane and Tony Long, um, William Mervyn and, and John Coleman will be picking from a full hand um, when they sit down to pick the team later in the week. Um, look, it's they, they will be going into the game as underdogs. Tom, that you know, there's there isn't a doubt in that about that. They win tennis as underdogs, and it didn't phase them because the banner had home in, had home advantage. The banner had been in the competition last year, lost out on after extra time to St. Kieran's, and the banner had Shane Meehan, you know, a top class player with with yeah. inter county player, their their their, their talisman, marquee player, and yeah, they coped with all that. Sorry. Banner had played a quarter final as well, so they, you know, they, had that. They bit played a quarter final. Well, they they played a quarter final. So, um, you know, I think they're entitled to go to Mallow with a certain level of confidence. Now, um, there's a similarity between the between the teams in that um, they 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 um, they both lost their respective county finals. Like um, uh, Saint Catharines lost the county final to Ernst Zone, and um, um, as we know. Mungra St. Paul's defeated Kilmeady. Now, they, they, St. Catharines um, were in the competition way back in 2004 when they were caught intermediate champions, you know, and they, they suffered a very, very heavy defeat in the quarterfinal that year to um, Kiladangan from Tipperary. So, like, you know, now Fina Kilmeady have been in, in the final. In, in 2013, and they ran up against one of the best junior teams that we that I've seen in my time there. Um, they ran up against the the Bennett-inspired and powered Bally Sagat, who had the Bennett brothers, the famous Bennett brothers, you know. And um, but nevertheless, put up a very very creditable performance. Now there's about six or seven of those players that played that day, that featured that day, who are still in the panel. The like of Michael Bergen, um, I just can't get them all now. Brian Hannigan, John O'Gorman, Dermot Coleman. You know, those lads were all around and they will bring a wealth of experience, uh, you know, uh, of, of um, what it is to play in a provincial final, what it is to get to a provincial final and what it is to get to a provincial final twice now and what it is, uh, you know, what you've got to do maybe to get over the line in a provincial final. Now, no doubt... Um, um, St. Catharines are going to be a very good side. They're drawn from Ballino near Conan, County Cork, not too far from Formoy. Now, Dennis Walsh, who won two All-Ireland medals with Cork and who's a former Waterford senior football manager and Cork senior hurling manager, is their manager and coach. You know, and um, he, he, you know, has, has built a, a reputation for himself as a coach over the years. And um, in the latter part of his career, he played he played with Kildare, where he was resident for a couple of years. But um, 
I, I, I think that that if Phoenical Media can get everybody on the field, that includes Brian Hannigan and John O'Gorman, and I have no doubt that they will have learned so much about themselves. And I'm totally, totally, Tom, disregarding what happened last Saturday in Tladov. I'm sure um, they have parked that long ago. They had parked it before they left Mid-Cork, and rightly yeah. so. That they will be focusing on what they did in the semi-final and how they can improve on it in the final. Because there is no doubt that there are things that they could do better. And But you must remember, in terms of confidence and in terms of morale, going into that semi-final against the banner, they were coming from a low base as for, for, for reasons that we have well charted. Now, I, I, I think there are a lot of things about that side that, to me, look good. Um, first of all, they're a pretty even side. With, with a full complement, they have a very, very strong half-forward line. Very, very strong. And we we, we can see, um, what did they score? 20 points? 16 of them came yeah. from the, the half-forward line. Um, uh, John O'Gorman got two exquisite points. Um, uh, Morris Fitzgibbon got what was the clinching point at the finish. And, and you had Dermot Coleman with 13 points. Very, very strong half-forward line. And that could be the area how um, how St. Catharines will cope with that half-forward line. You know, if, 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 if they can curve them, there is no doubt it will put Phoenix immediately under a certain level of pressure. Um, but, you know, I, the, the attitude, um, you know, the, the attitude, um, that attitude is second to none, as we see by, you know, the circumstances in which they have found themselves in the final. You know, because after the county finals, and especially with so many dual players, um, uh, a lot of fellas could roll over and say, to hell with this, you know. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't. They, 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 they took what they had on the chin and they bounced back with a bang. Yeah, absolutely. So they faced the yellow and purple, I think, is what the colours of uh, St. Catherine's. That's in Mallow, 130. We're wishing being at the media at Saturday afternoon. That is, of course, live on Munster GATV. So wishing... wishing Fina Kilmedia the very best of luck in that one and hopefully it'll be third time lucky in terms of uh, finals this season. That's uh, about it for the, us this week on Treaty Talk. Thank you once again for tuning in and we'll talk to you again next week. Impression again, we get old with what you put in. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? He's just about kept in. Oh, well, Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the war court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody.